The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hey folks, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. If the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out, head on over to BubbleGenius.com and pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator. This item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now, only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. In Kazakhstan, uh, we say it makes you feel like a real man when you shoot. It's a nice feeling. I yes. enjoy it. It feels good. Your body feels uh, alive, uh, Good, like a proper man. Especially when you're shooting a machine gun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How many can it's it It's about 800 kill? rounds per minute. Wawa Wawa is a good gun. <laughs> 800 per minute? Yeah. It means you have a many criminal tried to you can? Yeah. You can just waste them. After I'm done with guns, I always go to the topless club. Wawa Wawa, I like it very much. Only, only, to shoot the um, gun and to see a big... Uh, and that, and that what, yeah, that really sums it up. This is what a man should do. A man should be able to shoot the gun and enjoy... Now look at naked women. Yes. Yes. High five! <laughs> <laughs> Come on through. It's all about I kick your ass, Osama. Wawa Wawa! You are a real man. High five! Can you buy this gun for self-defense? It's possible. It's not easy to. Can you buy anti-tank gun for self-defense? You can. Good. In Texas. Bob Seska. Eat shit, Bob. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, March 22, 2018, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. We are brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. It is the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. TheBowenLawGroup.com. That's all you need to know to get the best lawyer on the uh, on the planet. Okay, so we had about a half an hour of technical fuck-ups right at the beginning, right at the top of the show, <laughs> and uh, I guess uh, we have to use Skype to bring in Jackie Schechner, so there she is. Oops, yeah, I'm just, I'm pressing all the wrong buttons. All right, this, here, hi, Jackie. Oh, thank you. Hi. We got breaking news just as we start, so yeah, it's a good yeah. way to start the show. Did you see John Dowd resigned? Oh, no way, John yeah. Dowd. Yeah, it just came in as we were getting all the technical stuff sorted out. You want me to read to you? I got it from the New York Times and the yeah. Washington Post. Yeah, let's the hear it. The president's lead lawyer for the special counsel investigation, John Dowd, resigned Thursday. Yeah. 
says um, oh, Dowd, who took over the legal team last summer, had considered leaving several times, ultimately concluded that Mr. Trump was increasingly ignoring his advice. Oh, my Mr. God. Mr. Trump has insisted he should sit for an interview, even though Dowd believed it was a bad idea. <laughs> Not clear who's going to take over the legal team. Uh, Jay Sekulow, liked by the president, uh, also brought in Joseph DiGenova and Ty <laughs> right. Cobb is still in the mix. So it's interesting. We'll see uh, who takes over as lead attorney now. Yeah. Uh, there was a quote from NPR, quote, I love the president and I wish him well. John Dowd says by phone as he confirmed that he is leaving. Well, you know, he doesn't love anything. He's just a dick. You dick. Yeah, John Dowd is the biggest dick in the world. And, well, he's and- the one who kept messing up, right? He's the one who says that uh, that tweet where he admitted that he knew Flynn lied to the FBI, that he wrote that, not Trump. Remember? Oh, yes, that's right. Remember John Dowd took credit for the tweet where Trump put out the tweet saying that he fired Flynn because he lied to the FBI, and which would have proven that he knew yeah. that Flynn had lied to the FBI. John Dowd says, no, he wrote that, not Trump. Well, all of these guys are in way, way over their heads. And by the way, you're on now via Skype. So if anyone's wondering, like, why does Jackie sound weird? We've had to connect. <laughs> we've had to use. We've had to go back to the old generic standby, which is to connect with you uh, via Skype, because the usual thing that we use, which is more like an ISDN line, like a like, like a dedicated high quality audio signal. We, that's not working today for some reason. It wasn't working for Kimberly Johnson's show yesterday. So we've had to connect with you via Skype. So anyway, so so. Yeah, so John I'm Dowd. I'm happy we're not on on video. It's I, way too God. early in the morning for that. Thank you I for know. not asking me to get get dolled up this early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, no, I I wouldn't or even put dare. on clothes for that matter. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you. I wouldn't do that to me. I wouldn't do that to <laughs> to anyone. There's just you know, there's too many moving parts. It's just not fun to look at. So anyway, doubt is out. And it makes perfect sense that this is what Trump is doing. Why? Because Trump always makes things worse for himself. And, and uh, you know, a lawyer shakeup right now, probably not the best idea in the world. He seems to be, Jackie, just like digging into Fox News Channel as sort of his talent base. Like, he's like, oh, God, I need more Fox News Channel people because DeGeneva is Fox News. Sekolo is all over Fox News Channel. And, of course, Ty Cobb is Ty Cobb with the mustache and mustache. the ancestor who was the baseball star and just makes me laugh every time I see that name come up. So uh, so this well, is... Also, there's this news coming out that Trump is increasingly believing that, you know, he alone can fix it. He alone knows. He alone yeah. can do it. Right. So he doesn't need anybody's advice. And he just wants to go out and do what he's going to do. This would make sense. And he's not listening to anybody's not listening to anybody's advice and just sort of trumping it up. Yep. So it, this That's would right. make sense. A Dow just gets frustrated and says, you know what? If you're going to go down, go. Yeah. So Trump has graduated from his uh, pull up underpants. His, you know, now he's wearing big boy <laughs> underpants. Uh, so he, he feels as if he can do this job. And, and, and I, I keep saying this, Jackie, but it bears repeating over and over again. I wish I wish we weren't in such incredible danger with this guy. Otherwise, yeah. I would be sitting back and just enjoying this, savoring every minute of this, because what we are seeing now is the official slow descent into utter and complete madness. I mean, I don't know how far uh, Trump can descend, but we haven't even come close 
to rock bottom yet. And it just seems like everything he's doing right now is leading him to rock bottom. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And I don't know no. where he gets the idea that suddenly he's become a presidential expert. Oh, I totally, totally got this. I can look, look, mom, no hands. And he's like riding around without his training wheels. You know what? I can tell you why. Because his entire life, he skated. Yeah. He's, he's a joke. He's always been a joke, but it didn't matter, right? Because he was just sort of like a fixture on the New York gossip scene. <laughs> right. He was this crazy, weird dude that, you know, thought he knew everything that people just kind of brushed off when he left the room. He was a he was a womanizer or at least a, a self-proclaimed womanizer. I mean, this was not a good guy. This was like a tabloid figure. Yeah. Who was in, who was in bankruptcy multiple times over. <laughs> then he gets this reality show that digs him out of bankruptcy. And all of a sudden he's this name brand again where people have this idea that perhaps he can build stuff. But it's all this fake reality TV bravado. Right. And then he believes his own hype. But there's never been any consequences for any of this stuff. I mean, no. he didn't. He didn't, you know, the bankruptcies didn't bankrupt him. He just went to foreign banks or at least Deutsche Bank bailed him out. And we don't know where that money came from. So this is a man who's never suffered any real consequences for any of his actions. So, of course, he believes it doesn't matter. He doesn't realize the gravity of where he is and Mm -hmm. the control that he has in terms of the global consequences. He thinks it's just another good fortune in a series of good fortunes. The problem is now that he's in the national spotlight as the president of the United, the international spotlight for that matter, mm-hmm. is that the full power of law enforcement is bearing down on him and all of the shady stuff that he got away with because nobody was paying that close of attention is now going to be front and center stage and he's going to be in deep doo-doo. Yeah, what the uh, what the Trumpers don't understand is exactly what you said, that this guy is nothing more than a New York City socialite, a tabloid uh, celebrity who has absolutely no business running the government. No! No, no business. He has no business being out there! No business! <laughs> That's right, Clint Howard. He has no business being out there. He has no business running this country because he doesn't know what he's doing. And, and what makes it even worse now is he thinks he knows what he's yeah. doing, and he doesn't. And, and basically what we're getting now is the official... Uh, uh, I mean, he's moving through the, from one stage to another... And the new stage is the official Fox News stage because we've been seeing this for some time now, and and uh, the 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 uh, Geneva News is is obviously one example of that. Pete Hegseth, who's the substitute Ducey, is now going to be the the uh, Secretary of Veterans Affairs. Obviously, there were some other Fox News personalities in the Trump administration, but now he's actually going in and digging deeper down into that. <laughs> if you even want to call it this, the talent pool at Fox News, digging into the Fox News Channel brain room. Yeah, to- not sure talent's the right word you want to use there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, they actually do have a brain room at Fox News Channel. They always talk about their brain room, which I've oh, always assumed. I don't assumed. watch enough to know that. <laughs> That's like their coat check closet where they, they check their brains <laughs> they before their brain. they go on the air. Uh, Brian Kilmeade, before he goes on the air uh, every morning on Fox and Friends, has to t- take off very his... very small. It goes in like a little cubby. It just falls. <laughs> He like shakes his head like he's got water in his ear and his and his little tiny brain just pops out of his ear. Oh, here, brain room. Here's my brain. Now I'm ready for Fox and Friends. Okay, so uh, there was a vote in the House Intelligence Committee. I'm I was just picking this up right before we had to uh, connect for the show, Jackie. I saw your tweet 
what did the House Intelligence Committee vote on today? What new disaster has Devin Nunes thrust upon us? Well, they had to officially vote on shutting down the Russia investigation and releasing their report. <laughs> so it's now officially closed. Um, I haven't seen the vote tally. I'm going to imagine it was straight down party lines where the majority voted to shut it down and release their report. And the minority said, are you people crazy? <laughs> um, <laughs> But what they do now is they send their draft report off to get redacted to make sure there's no classified information that's released to the public. So it's going to be a little while before we see it. But it, what we know is that the Republicans on the House Intelligence Committee aren't the least bit interested in finding out if there was actually any cooperation from the Trump campaign because Devin Nunes is in charge and he was part of the Trump transition. And we think he's knee deep in whatever it is they get going on as well. Yeah. So they're not interested. They're done. They're, they've had enough. And uh, Representative Adam Schiff, the ranking Democratic member on the committee, mm -hmm. God bless him, put Bad out a 21-page 21, 21 report saying, here's what we've done and here's what's left to do. And if you go through it and read it, and I highly recommend that people do, by the way, it's on the Committee to Investigate Russia website. It, we've got a link to it. Um, if you look under more news, it's there. Or just search for Adam Schiff. Yeah. Um, you can read it. I highly recommend you do. And here's why. Because it gives you a – first of all, it's not tough to read. And no. second of all, it gives you a really good impression of how deep this goes. Like how many avenues are yet unexplored? I know for those of us who are just like <laughs> gripping on and holding on for dear life. <laughs> Me? Hello? Uh, that, right, that we want all of this to be over yesterday. Yeah. But, but this report, this 21-page – it's a status report. And it just gives you an idea of like what it is these investigators have to look into. And there's so many prongs to this that the idea that the committee would shut it down and say nothing to see here – without looking at all of the hears that are still there yeah. is extraordinary. Right. And God bless Schiff for saying too, that he's going to continue and the Democrats are going to keep looking into this. I mean, they have just said that they want to interview Christopher Wiley, the whistleblower from Cambridge Analytica and the professor, uh, Kogan, who is the guy who created the app that ended up, uh, yeah. harvesting all the data. It seems like he may agree, or at least there's a call for him to testify. Yeah, let me repeat I mean, to everybody. Let me repeat to everybody. Do stop taking the goddamn quizzes on Facebook. It's only going to get you oh, in yeah. trouble. That's a side note, and I'll, we can maybe talk about that too, because I know you yeah. and I probably have very strong opinions about this, but you can't complain about what social media networks are harvesting from you when you're voluntarily giving them your stuff. Yep, yep, that's right. You are voluntarily giving them that. You are putting your life online. Yeah. Right. You're uploading photos and opinions and, 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 and thoughts and ideas and you're taking quizzes and you're authorizing. And like, if you're voluntarily putting your life online, you can't then complain that somebody has got access to your stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Not That's to be super vigilant. And it's your, kind of your fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and but you know what? I wanted to repeat, you know, in that report, Jackie, the report that uh, Adam Schiff and the House Intelligence Democrats released the other day, they were saying it was such a great read. Yeah, it's a great read because it's got Lee Stranahan in it. My, my old podcast partner oh. is named as one of the witnesses who refused to appear before the House Intelligence Committee, even though they called him up and said, you need to come in and you need to testify. <clears throat> and so he refused to show up. He refused to bring any documentation, but it's just so bizarre that my former podcast I partner that. Yeah, I was talking ridiculous. about that the other day, actually, um, yeah. about how some of these guys who, like, we know, because Bob and I met back in, what, 2005 when I was the internet reporter for CNN, 2006? Yeah. And I remember that you were, Lee, you and Lee were working together. Like, he was totally a normal human being back in the day. Oh, or at yeah. least 
part of the the blog, the early blog community. Right. Um, and I was just saying how some of these these voices have changed. I mean, Charles Johnson, Little Green Footballs was as like kind of far right as they. I mean, not crazy right. Yeah. But conservative at the time. Yep. Uh, and, and he's now come around to be a very like reasonable, responsible voice. And I know a, a partner of the show. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I remember, how, I mean, I've seen over the years, I mean, it's been more than 10 years now, how, how everybody's changed and shifted and where the blog community started and how people were particular voices in that scene mm-hmm. um, and how that's morphed over time. Well, we have another, there is yet another connection in that report. In addition to Lee Stranahan, it's not just, it's not just Lee who we know, or we have links to. And when I say we, I mean this show, it's so fucked up that we're somehow now linked at least one step, one Kevin Bacon degree away from the goddamn house intelligence <laughs> committee investigation and the, and the Trump Russia attack. So uh, the other person is Cleta Mitchell. Now Cleta Mitchell is a Republican operative. If you remember that name, boy, you really know your Bob Seska show trivia. Cleta Mitchell is the person that Cliff Schechter famously debated on MSNBC back in, it was right around the 2006 election, right around the time that you and I met Jackie. Cliff Schechter was on MSNBC and just totally hammered Cleta Mitchell on MSNBC about the uh, Republican, remember the Republican culture of corruption that was going around in 2006, where we had all of these different scandals. Of course, that list of scandals looks like dinky compared to the current one now with with Donald Trump. But at the time, it was the culture of corruption. And boy, did uh, Cliff Schechter nail Cleta Mitchell on- Took her apart, huh? Yeah, just I mean, it was one of the greatest takedowns I've ever seen on cable news. So there is two degrees of separation uh, from from yet another witness who refused to show up before the House Intelligence Committee. And by the way, we're now starting to find out that, yeah, it turns out that a lot of White House staffers, if not uh, administration officials elsewhere, have all signed Donald Trump NDAs, which might explain why they refused to answer certain questions before open or closed sessions while not uh, invoking executive uh, privilege on those questions. So I'm pretty sure a non-disclosure agreement for the president of the United States is not enforceable considering that you work for the people of the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, but that, that, while that's true, they believe that it was uh, enforceable, that they believe that somehow they were bound to that NDA to not discuss yeah. openly. Why is like anybody that. afraid of Donald Trump? I, that's just, I, why is anybody afraid of Donald Trump? One, that's question number one. Question number two is, why would anyone want to have sex with Donald Trump? <laughs> I, I am baffled by this. Okay, yeah, I understand the idea of money and power and how that can be an aphrodisiac, no, whether it's a man or a woman. But look what we're talking about here. This doughy was he less repulsive 10 years ago? No, no, he was just as repulsive. He's always looked like a cartoon supervillain with the I mean, you know, you know, the list of Trump appearance things. First of all, he's pear shaped and then the hair (laughs) and then the just doughy. And then, of course, you know, he's 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 having sex with porn. He's having unprotected sex. With porn stars, apparently. (laughs) So that's probably a whole bit of messy business going on down there 
which I have in previous shows described in way too much graphic detail. I thought but, that was his personal Vietnam, avoiding any sort of... <laughs> no, well, I think, I think did he's... He get cap- did he get captured? Is that what we're saying? I think he got captured. I think he's a POW of the STI. He's a he's an STI POW. I want to say for the record, I mean, I don't know. I, I believe all of them. I really do. Like, I don't know that any woman would brag about having sex with Donald Trump. Like, yeah, I believe Stormy Daniels. I believe I don't know her name. The new Playboy. Right. I don't uh, know the name of the new one. Oh either. God, I'm terrible. Yeah. I yeah. her. I, I believe uh, all the groping stories. I, I believe every single one of them as of now. I mean, yeah. maybe there'll be some hangers on that show up. But as of right now, I believe them all. I don't think anyone would 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 willingly brag about having sex with this man or being groped by this man. It's not <laughs> yeah. something I would be proud of. I had a fantasy last night, and it was that uh, suddenly. Oh, just stop right there. <laughs> no, it wasn't that kind of fantasy. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't get, your, hear it. get your mind out of the gutter, Jackie you Louise Schreckner. Sex with Donald Trump, and then you started in with I had a fantasy last night. <laughs> That's right. Well, I mean, the normal heterosexual fantasies about people be. about Stormy Daniels, but but no, I'm just I'm. I'm kind of joking about that but uh the, the fantasy is that suddenly stormy daniels has more twitter followers than trump i i think i want to try to make that happen where suddenly stormy daniels has, has what does trump have 48 million somewhere around there but they're all bot. i mean not all of them but a lot of them a lot of them are bots but wouldn't it be great if suddenly stormy daniels has more twitter followers than than trump i wonder <laughs> i wonder if that can happen i wonder if we can make that and push that forward as a thing where so suddenly everyone starts following. i started following stormy daniels yesterday uh it's pretty i haven't followed her yet i probably should just yeah. to give give her the boost well i mean i'm not following her on twitter i'm just following her around I'm just like hiding. Oh, her. yeah. Well, <laughs> hiding in the shrubs outside her house. <laughs> That's a little creepy. Sorting through her garbage. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, you know, speaking of things that just don't matter, here's the thing that doesn't matter today. Uh, Trump uh, tweeted today that he he could beat up Joe Biden in a fight in response to Joe Biden saying he could beat up Trump in a fight. You know what? Here's where the this is a distraction from whatever brigade that that group of people where every time you bring up a a Trump news item, they say, oh, well, this is just a distraction to distract us from this other thing that I think personally is more important. Okay, now's the time for those people to step up. Right. Finally, it's your time to shine. This is a distraction. People have at it. This is this is the dumbest fucking thing to come down. Uh, in Trump's Twitter feed. I mean, as far as being completely inconsequential, this is right up there with Nordstrom or whatever the hell he was doing about Ivanka some time ago. Uh, this is one of those things that you can you can absolutely feel free to ignore. You know, and as far as the the other uh, people in the in the porn industry, the playmates and the porn stars and so on, Jackie, I I can't remember their names other than Stormy Daniels simply because. I've got so many. Karen, ru- I want to say Karen Price. Is that, Ka- does that maybe, sound right? Maybe it's Kelly something. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's and my apologies to her. She's not less consequential. I just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just a gonna, lot of names. I'm just going to refer to her as Oleg Deripaska. What? Point, no, I don't know. I, the point is that I've got too many Russian names in my head oh. to remember all of the, the porn star names. Okay, so. <laughs> Did you ever think there'd be a day we'd say that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think anyone in the history of the world has ever spoken that sentence. I can't remember all the Russian names because of, you know, all the porn star names. <sighs> so Welcome to political news coverage in 2018. <laughs> right, right. So, okay, speaking of Trump tweets, I want to dig into this a little bit because this was... This is maybe... The, 
here's Trump's tweet from yesterday where he's trying to explain the fact that he called Vladimir Putin to congratulate him. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. On his sham election victory. He said here, uh, we covered this a little bit on Tuesday, but here's the, here's the response that came down on Wednesday from Trump. I called President Putin of Russia, you know, as opposed to President Putin of Moldavia or President Putin of, you know, <laughs> where Bolivia. The other, all those other President Putins, right? I mm-hmm. called I called President Putin of Russia to congratulate him on his election victory. In past, Obama called him also. All right, I have a few things to say about that too. We'll get to that mm-hmm. in a second. The fake news media is crazed because they want me to excoriate him, which I don't think Trump actually used that word. I think someone else, I think uh, Dan Scavino wrote this tweet because of excoriate. They are wrong, he said. (laughs) Getting along with Russia and others is a good thing, not a bad thing. They can help solve problems with North Korea, Syria, Ukraine. Well, they started the problem with Ukraine, but okay. Uh, ISIS, Iran, and even the coming arms race. Hush. Bush tried to get along, but didn't have the quote-unquote smarts. Obama and Clinton tried, but didn't have the energy. Oh, his low energy thing. Or chemistry. Remember reset. Boy, he loves that. He loves to go back to the reset button. Peace. And then he he yells in all caps, peace through strength. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about Barack Obama and Barack Obama's call in 2012 to Vladimir Putin. This was in, again, in 2012. Here, mm-hmm. are, here are some of the things that hadn't happened in 2012 when Obama's call took place. Let's see. The 2014 Sochi Olympics, uh, the invasion of Ukraine, the annexation of Crimea, uh, the granting of asylum to Edward Snowden, which was 2013, uh, a series of political assassinations of dissidents and other political opponents, uh, the most pernicious series of cyber attacks in the history of the world against Western democracies, including the United States. None of that happened when Barack Obama called Vladimir Putin. And also, by the way, this can ha- I mean, Ronald Reagan called and drop off. This was in the Soviet Union era. Ronald Reagan called and congratulated uh, uh, and drop off in 1983. Again, no one was questioning whether or not Ronald Reagan was somehow in cahoots with Soviet Correct. Russia. Whereas Donald Trump, on the other hand, <laughs> is all over this, as we know. And so, well, Bill Crystal made an interesting point too. Yeah. You notice he calls him President Putin. President he doesn't Putin. say President Clinton. He doesn't say President oh, Obama. He doesn't yeah. say President Reagan. Right? They're all. It's all Obama, Clinton, right? Like he doesn't Bush. He doesn't say President. Right. And yet he's very deferential when it comes to Putin. It's President Putin. President Putin of Russia. As mm-hmm. opposed to President Putin of Kentucky. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, and so this leads us to this next aspect of the story, which is the do not congratulate message in his briefing papers uh, on his notes for for phoning uh, uh, Vladimir Putin. This is, and, and Rachel Maddow, I think, put it best last night, someone inside the White House very close to the president pulled the fire alarm. And I mm-hmm. wonder, my guess is H.R. McMaster. That's my immediate guess, because who mm-hmm. else... Well, it's what interesting. Yeah, There's some theory, right? Okay. There were 
three people they said that were in the room, McMaster, Kelly, and, oh, gosh, it was the third one. Um, I have to go back to it and figure uh, out who the, the third, third one was. was Vladimir Putin, of course, as always. <laughs> <The> <laughs> Listening in that, via Skype is yeah, what he was the doing. the that they put in the Oval Office when <laughs> right. he insisted that he meet with Kislyak and Lavrov in the Oval Office. Yeah. Um, that maybe because Kelly's out there going, you know, I'm outraged that maybe Kelly leaked it to frame McMaster to finally get McMaster out. I mean, not not that I have any proof of any of this, um, but that was one of the speculation because it was almost too obvious that it was McMaster because Trump's been trying to get rid of McMaster yeah. and it would be sealing his own fate. So there was some thought that perhaps Kelly, in an effort to push McMaster out, did it and then was like, I'm outraged. So there, yeah. there's that theory floating around. Well, you know, of course, no matter who it was, whoever it might have been was basically screaming out to the world to say, Oh God, he's he's giving away the store, right? He's 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 this is a major national security threat is what's going on here. We can only speculate at this point everything that Trump has just handed over, whether it's Trump himself or whether it's Jared Kushner, who that's a whole other can of worms that we're dealing with today. No wonder I can't remember the names of of Playboy Playmates who have for some reason <laughs> Un unknown to me have decided to have sex with Donald Trump and all of the mess that's going down in his bathing suit area. I don't understand. I, I don't, I don't understand why women, why would you want to have sex with that monster, that ghoul? Okay. Anyway. So, uh, what was I even talking about? Oh, the Kushner, Kushner, Kushner's Kushner's in serious, serious trouble. And this has to do with this intercept story about Jared Kushner and the Saudis, which is something else that uh, Robert Mueller is looking into. There's all kinds of intrigue going on around uh, the UAE and this guy, George Nader and, uh, and Cutter and now Saudi Arabia. And Elliot Brody, the uh, the was a deputy finance manager. Fan finance manager for the Republican National Committee. Oh, He's a big yeah. donor. Right. Yeah. And he, uh, it, the idea is that, uh, the, the article that came out yesterday is that that Nader was cultivating a relationship with him uh, to try to get kind of that working and so the two could go in and get some favors for the UAE and Saudi Arabia. And the idea was that he promised to promise Brody that they could work out some contracts for his companies wow. so that Nader was cultivating Brody. Uh, to get close to the president for uh, the UAE and Saudi Arabia. that oh. That's kind of the gist of that article with the New York Times. Right, right. Well, linked to that, I think, in, in some uh, tangential way at least, is uh, is this story from The Intercept. Uh, Saudi Crown Prince boasted that Jared Kushner was, quote-unquote, in his pocket. And this story goes, uh, until he was stripped of his, national, or his top secret security clearance in February, presidential advisor Jared Kushner was known around the White House as one of the most voracious readers of the president's daily brief, a highly classified rundown of the latest intelligence <laughs> intended for the president. He's the only one reading it. <laughs> yeah, totally the only one reading it. Kushner had been tasked with uh, bringing about a deal between Israel and Palestine. How's that going? Was particularly engaged by information about the Middle East, according to a former White House official and former U.S. intelligence professional. In June, Saudi Prince Mohammed bin Salman ousted his cousin, then Crown Prince Mohammed bin Nayef, and took his place uh, as next in line to the throne, upending the established line of succession. In the months that followed, 
President's daily brief contained information on Saudi Arabia's evolving political situation, including a handful of names of royal family members opposed to the crown prince's power grab, according to former White House official and two U.S. government officials with knowledge of the report. Like many others interviewed for this story, they declined to be identified, blah, blah, blah. In late October, Jared Kushner made an unannounced trip to Riyadh. catching some intelligence officials off guard. The two princes are said to have stayed up until nearly 4 a.m. several nights, swapping stories and planning strategy, the Washington Post's David Ignatius reported at the time. What exactly uh, Kushner and the Saudi royal talked about in Riyadh may be known only to them, but after the meeting, Crown Prince Mohammed told confidence confidants that uh, Kushner had discussed the names of Saudis disloyal to the Crown Prince. According to three sources who had been in contact with members of the Saudi and Emirati royal families since the crackdown. Again, so Kushner likely found out through a presidential daily brief the names of Saudis who were disloyal to the crown prince and then Mm -hmm. passing that information along, obviously, in some sort of quid pro quo. Uh, because what we know about Jared Kushner is that a lot of these meetings don't have anything to do with uh, American foreign policy, has everything to do with Jared Kushner trying to bail out his failed real estate ventures by uh, uh, collecting as much money as he can to keep the uh, the payments going without having to declare bankruptcy like his father-in-law. <laughs> but uh, So that's what this looks like. I, I don't know, uh, Jackie, if you see any connections here uh, with the overall Russia probe, but c- certainly uh, Robert Mueller is going to be looking into this, huh? I mean, there's got to be, right? I mean, they're using the White House as their own personal piggy bank, right? This entire administration. Kushner's in financial difficulty. He's going out to all sorts of foreign nations for funding, especially for that 666 Park Avenue prog- right. project. You know, he we know he met with Gorkov, the Russian banker, during the transition, yeah. uh, I, I think that there's probably very much a likely connection between what he's doing uh, with the crown prince and, and what he's doing in general. I mean, I, I, I don't know what Mueller is going to find, but the nice thing is that when Rod Rosenstein appointed Mueller, he allowed him to investigate any potential ties between the Trump campaign and Russia and anything that emerged out of that investigation. So if you go back and you read the initial order, Mueller has full reign to investigate any potential crimes that could have emerged out of this potential coordination with Russia. And this may be that. Um, And if you remember, people talk about this all the time, how Whitewater started as an investigation or um, how the Monica Lewinsky scandal started as an investigation into Whitewater, at least into into a real estate transaction. And it ended up with a blowjob in in the White House. So, you know, I I think where this started and where this ends up are going to be different places. and I think increasingly it's becoming obvious to those of us paying close attention to it that this all has to do with money. Yeah. And it's going to be a follow the money thing. It's going to be the financial entanglements that President Trump has had for years and years and years with Russian backing. And I think Kushner's gotten caught up in that. I mean, he comes from a, a family of grifters and liars like the rest of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this so whole it's thing- all interconnected. How it's interconnected, I, I don't necessarily know yet, mm-hmm. but it all has to do with financing, and it's all interconnected in some way. And Deutsche Bank's got to have something to do with it, too. Yep, absolutely. You know what? It, this all boils down to two things, corruption and and cheating. It's just, it, I mean, the whole, the whole Russia scandal, everything that the Trump administration is doing right now, at least Donald Trump himself, uh, certainly Jared Kushner, certainly uh, Uday and Kuse uh, running the Trump organization— 
they're all, this is all about the ongoing cheating, which obviously loops in Cambridge Analytica, loops in the entire Russia investigation, and then is that, that is all connected to corruption as well. So, I mean, if you really need to define what this is all about, it's really as simple as cheating and corruption. Cheating and corruption. Yes. Nothing more than cheating and corruption. And these, of course, are the dumbest cheaters and the dumbest crooks in the history of dumb crooks. I mean, just, it's, it's almost staggering that right now the approval spread for Donald Trump is only about 11 points. I mean, it's really like 44, you know, 56 or something like that. It's really, <laughs> it's really, really sad where this wow. is. Uh, with Trump's approval rating, despite all of this goddamn news, and and just I like to reiterate, you are not insane. I mean, no. ser- seriously, you p- listening in right now, you're not crazy. You're exactly right. Everything that you you've been witnessing, everything that you've been hearing on this show, that's reality. Everything. Well, that that's you- the challenge. Is nobody yeah. wants to be conspiracy theorist. But it's not conspiracy. I mean, this is actually happening. You're not nuts. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, f- for your own mental health, for God's sake, remember that you are not insane. And also, for God's sake, go and do something that has nothing to do with Donald Trump and politics once in a while. And and that's what I'm planning for this spring, at least, and this summer, is seeing some great concerts. And one of the ways in which I'm going to be buying my tickets for these shows is uh, through SeatGeek. One of our uh, the sponsors of the show, SeatGeek, S-E-A-T-G-E-E-K. Buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated and confusing, especially when your head is filled with a thousand Russian names. <laughs> but there is a better way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every type of live event, whether you're searching for a last-minute deal, planning a night out, or you need to find the perfect gift. SeatGeek helps you find the bestest seats in the world at the bestest prices in the world, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician right there in person, right in front of your face, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone, which is right here in my hand, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and just with a with a few taps, I can instantly find seats with SeatGeek. You save time and money while it does the searching for you on dozens of ticket sites, comparing prices, finding the most amazing deals, and SeatGeek grades every ticket to get you the best bang for your buck suited for your budget. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, sports, concerts, comedy, and theater. And best of all, my listeners get 20 bucks off their first purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app right now and enter the promo code BOBC. That's promo code B-O-B-C. Write that down for $20 off your first purchase from SeatGeek. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yeah, Jackie Schechter is here from InvestigateRussia.org, and I still have, uh, I'm still suffering from a cold in addition to everything else. You um, are? Is yeah. Is it from the move? Is, yeah. it, is it from the move from California to the nation's capital? Well, some sort of creeping goop ended up Ew. inside, uh, inside, <laughs> inside Kimberly Johnson's nose, and then I somehow- <laughs> Did you lick her nose? Is that what happened? Is that what y'all are into? <laughs> Yeah, thanks for exposing us, Jackie. Now, <laughs> now, now S- Stephanie Miller is going to be talking about nothing else for like the next four weeks. It's going to be like, so, so, 
What what is this about you and Kimberly Johnson licking each other's nose? Why are you doing yeah, that, she's Bob? Be like, you breeders do weird things. <laughs> That's right. For the longest time, it was like, what's going on with you and having sex inside a refrigerator? I was like, I, what? I, I can't. You know, that was a whole thing. That was just a whole thing. With Jody Hamilton was on the show one day, and I was mentioning you had how sex with Jody Hamilton in a refrigerator. What? No, it wasn't. No, oh. I'm totally going with this. This is amazing. Wait, yeah, sex no. in the refrigerator with Jody Hamilton while Kimberly watched. No, no, no. <laughs> No. Wrong. Uh, so, so, yeah, so I said I broke a piece of my refrigerator, and Joni Hamilton said, well, why did you break a piece of your refrigerator? And like an idiot, I said, well, because we were having... Uh, it's just the whole thing, and then Stephanie Miller latched onto that, and it became... Yeah. <laughs> it went crazy, and now Healthy everyone's... American kids. Yeah, It's only natural. I know it's ridiculous. So, so in addition to uh, having a cold, we had technical problems at the beginning of the show with uh, our ISDN application, and so now we're on Skype. And I don't care anymore. I'm now, and I'm, I'm boring myself. Okay, so let's just <laughs> let's just dig back into what else uh, you got. Yeah, yeah. So, what are we talking about here? Okay, so we were talking about uh, uh, Jared Kushner and his links to the Saudis and delivering. American intelligence to the Saudis. Now, this, again, gives me the impression, or at least confirms in my head, that Jared Kushner isn't the only one handing over national security secrets to people like the Saudis or to to uh, Russia. Off the books uh, and in exchange for, obviously, either financial or political favors. And that is what's going on here. Make no mistake. Because and what's the, do you know anything about this, Jackie? Like, what happens if the Democrats win back the House, and uh, w- will Adam Schiff, who was sort of the next chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, in waiting? If the Democrats do win back the House, he would be the chairman. Yeah, will the House I think Intelligence- that's how it happens. I think it, it switches over where the party, the majority party, then uh, gains chairmanship of the committees. Okay, so would the House Intelligence Committee be able to reopen this case, or is- that's a good question? I don't know how that legally works. Like, if they're if they're able to reopen it, I mean, I, I know that he's continuing it now, at least on the Democratic side. It'd be interesting to see as as a committee. I bet they could vote to reopen it. I I would have to look into that procedurally to see if that's something they could do. But yeah. maybe they could launch a, a second stage. I don't think there's any kind of like double jeopardy rule where once you close an investigation, you can't then reopen it. Yeah. Well, there's also the potential, because there are several other committees that should have opened investigations in the House into uh, Trump and Russia, uh, maybe the House Oversight Committee, which has, yeah. has yeah, been... Yeah, or the Ethics. I mean, there could be... Ethics Committee? Are, yeah. Is there a House Armed Services Committee? Uh, I don't. You know what? That's the a good question. Senate Armed Services there's Committee. There's a Senate. bunch of different committees and subcommittees that could possibly reopen investigations. I mean, the thing about the House Intelligence Committee that people need to keep in mind is that they, they have high level access to classified information. I mean, that's kind of the nature of the House Intelligence Committee. They have they have access to information that other members of Congress don't have. So the fact that it's been so terribly corrupted and politicized is really sad, kind of, for the national security implications of this country. Yeah. Um, and, and and that's the sad part of it all, right? Is it that these are members of Congress that should be able to be trusted with our national secrets, thinking that they would do what's right? And you got Devin Nunes leading this committee down a rabbit hole of potential, you know, treason and 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 partisanship to the detriment of the national security of this country. Yeah. I, I, there's nobody I'd rather see lose their seat 
in an election than Devin Nunes. Um, I just think he's a really bad guy. And I yeah. think that he he's so wrapped up in something that he's willing to carry water for the president because I think he's got his own water mixed in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, has there been has there ever been a more obviously corrupt group of people ever? I mean, in 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 the federal at the highest levels of the federal government. I mean, he, he, everything is so so blatantly clear right now. We can see yeah. all of this, I think, with so much clarity that it, it it almost feels like we're crazy because you're wondering why, like I was saying this before the break, like how is it that other people don't, don't see this see and yeah. they're going, well, this is all just a witch hunt. And really, are you that deluded? Yeah, that's where it gets so difficult. You know, you got the naked emperor running around. Everybody's going, he's got no clothes. And then you got people going, what do you mean no clothes? That's a skin suit. That's yeah. clothes. Yeah. Like it, that's the part that, that's so difficult, right, is that, that you think that you're being reasonable. I like to think, as much as I'm very progressive in my politics, I know that I'm very socially liberal, um, and that's very obvious to people. I like to think that I'm reasonable when it comes to understanding that there is another side, another viewpoint to certain issues. I don't agree with that viewpoint, but I can appreciate that it exists. This is one particular circumstance where for the life of me, I cannot figure out how you can defend what President Trump likely did with regard to foreign interference. And to say that it's a witch hunt or a hoax when you have five people who've now pled guilty, you've got the former campaign chairman who's cooperating or the former campaign chairman who's been indicted. You've got the deputy campaign chairman who's cooperating with the special counsel. You've got Michael Flynn, the national security advisor who's pled guilty and cooperating with the special counsel. You got Papadopoulos who's pled guilty and cooperating. You got 13 indictments that not only, I mean, the only good thing to come out of the sanctions, by the way, was the acknowledgement by the administration that there's some validity to Robert Mueller's indictment. The sanctions are a hundred percent useless. I can go on a rant for days about that. Oh yeah. you were, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because, yeah, let's hear about that because you really had some some great things to say about that on Twitter the other day when Thank those you. sanctions were announced because it's really- Oh my God, are they a big bucket of bullshit. Totally. And, 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 and you can quote me on that. Here's the deal with <laughs> sanctions that people need to understand. I'm so frustrated that, that the media has not picked up on this and it's really important for people to understand. The whole point of implementing sanctions on Russia is to cripple the economy and to punish Putin. Yeah. If you're going to implement sanctions that do neither of those, they're they're useless. Yeah. So the sanctions that so let's back up a little bit. Congress said that they wanted to pass sanctions. They voted almost unanimously. There were five no votes in all of Congress. Right. So Congress voted. By the way, Bernie Sanders voted no. Yeah. Almost unanimously to pass the sanctions. President Trump reluctantly signed the bill in August. Then the administration did nothing and a deadline came and went and the State Department said, well, the threat of sanctions is deterrent enough. We don't have to do anything. And the Treasury Department said, we're putting together a list of prominent people that we might sanction. And then it cut and pasted a list from Forbes and the Kremlin website. It was another bucket of bullshit there. right? Right. That didn't do anything. So then Mnuchin came out four times, I counted, and said publicly, sanctions are coming. Sanctions are coming. We're working on it. Sanctions are coming. And then all of a sudden, the sanctions come out and the media jumps on it. Oh, my God, sanctions. But if you look at the sanctions and who they sanctioned, there were 19 individuals. 13 of those were the Russians that Mueller indicted. Right. Which means Mnuchin wasn't working on crap, right? 13 of those. The other six 
four of them were already under sanctions. So that was a cut and paste job from the Obama sanctions from last December. And the two other people are like middle management government people. None of these people sanctioned have assets in the United States. None of them are traveling to the United States. And none of them is close enough to Putin that it's going to harm him in any, any way. The only oligarch on the entire list was his chef. And he laughed about it when he was interviewed. He's like, okay, so I won't eat at McDonald's. <laughs> but I'm not traveling to the U.S. and I don't have any financial assets tied to the U.S. Yeah. So the sanctions, and you can quote me, were a big bucket of bullshit. They did absolutely nothing. They were sanctions in name only. They don't hit Putin in any way. They don't hit the oligarchs close to him in any way. They do nothing to financially cripple Russia. They don't put any pressure on Russia. They don't put any pressure on Putin. It, it's comical. And it's almost like Putin himself said to Trump and the Trump administration, you're going to announce sanctions, but here's what they're going to be. And people are going to buy it because you use the word sanctions. And I, God, I wish people would dig more into it because yeah. sanctions that don't, that don't punish Putin or the oligarchs close to him do nothing. Right. Right. So where does this link up at all to the sanctions that were passed by Congress back in the fall and which Donald Trump signed and which Donald Trump has yet to implement? They, they no, have not I mean, implemented any of those sanctions. No, yet. no. They said that the, so the State Department was supposed to implement sanctions and they said that the deterrent of sanctions was punishment enough. Or the promise of <laughs> sanctions was deterrent enough. That, that was oh that was God. enough, right? Yeah. And then the Treasury was supposed to make this list of oligarchs. And for a while, there was real concern amongst the elite in Russia that there was going to be this punishing list that was going to somehow – impede Russian rich people's ability to do business with companies, that, that being on this list Jesus. was going to be like a black mark. Right. And so there was a lot of concern. And there were there were wealthy Russians that were hiring D.C. lobbyists to find out what was going on and to try to keep them off this list. Like there was a concern for a while amongst the elite that they were going to be put on a list that was going to be problematic for their financial investments. But then when the list came out, the public list came out at the end of January, the list was no joke, a cut and paste of like Forbes richest Russians yep. and then names pulled off the Kremlin website. And and what what I heard for a while and then it kind of disappeared is that the rank and file in the Treasury Department was putting together a real list. And then at the last minute that got scrapped and replaced with this baloney cut and paste list. Wow. So there should be some looking into and, and I would hope that someday there's a whistleblower that says, Yeah, like we had the real list and Mnuchin et al. said, Let's just go with something else. Mm. But the list that came out was a big bucket of nothing also. Uh, and then Mnuchin kept saying, well, there's a there's a confidential list we're working on. There's a confidential, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. We tra I tracked it on the website. It was the fourth time that he said it's coming. He testified before Congress, like the sanctions are coming. And when the sanctions came out, which clearly now were an effort to take pressure off, yeah. we found out that they had nothing to do with Putin or his oligarchs. And, and, and it drives me if you can't tell, because I'm on this insane rant now for a good five minutes, but it drives me absolutely batty that the media doesn't say that. And it drives me insane, too, that there are some really important intelligence community officials and Russia experts who have yet to say that the sanctions are bullshit. Because what they've said is, well, at least it's a step or it's a step in the right direction or yep. it's a start. But if they have no teeth, then it isn't. Well, it it's, not, it's a scam. It's a bait and switch. And it's not just the media. It's the Trumpers. I mean, that's what drives me nuts most about the Trumpers right now is they have no concept whatsoever of of nuance. I mean, what they're saying here is, oh, if you support sanctions, then you're against 
peace on the Korean Peninsula. That's the argument now. So if you're opposed to Donald Trump being nice to Vladimir Putin so effusively, I mean, just burying his face between Vladimir Putin's ass cheeks and just <laughs> motorboating away. I mean, it's just unfucking believable. And they're saying, well, you know, if you're opposed to that, then you're against peace. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. So, and then you listen to that. And then the next day you turn on the news and you see a report saying that Donald Trump is going to deliberately antagonize China today. He's applying sanctions to China today. This isn't about peace. I mean, Vladimir Putin is a former KGB spy who is still acting with that level of uh, aggression and that level of anti-U.S. sentiment. I mean, I, I, God, I wish people would do a little bit of homework and a little bit of reading because there is a long history of hatred yeah. for the United States. And there's a long history of hatred uh, by Vladimir Putin. He thinks that it goes back to when the Soviet Union collapsed and he thinks that that the concessions that that, that chumming up to Clinton put the Soviet that put Russia behind and that they, it, it weakened them as a as a power on the international stage. He is he is fervently trying to weaken NATO. Uh, he, he wants to expand his power, especially in the neighboring states. Um, there's, I mean, there's just a, a historical context to all of this. It's yeah. not like President Trump stepped in and was like, now I'm going to play nice with Putin. Like Vladimir Putin has been trying to dismantle dismo- democracies because that makes the, the Russian state stronger. Like if he can weaken Western democracies, it makes his authoritarian state stronger. It's, it's a zero sum game for him. And so it's not a matter of Trump being like, oh, we all will just want to get along. Like Putin's not interested in getting along. He has no interest in that. Yeah. What he wants to do is dominate again. Right. And so it's, this is not making nice. I mean, this man, this man is, there's no free and fair elections in Russia. They're stuffing no. ballots. It's caught on camera. They're intimidating poll watchers. They're, they're, it, he comes out and he congratulates him effusively, you know, and uh, congratulations on your victory. By the way, also, did you know that he came out and said that they're going to meet sometime soon? Yeah. That wasn't in the notes anywhere. Nobody <laughs> no. knew that was something. Idiot. What a fucking idiot. I mean, this guy is giving away the store to Russia. Yeah. And we know that Vladimir Putin basically, in, to some extent, wants to rebuild the Soviet empire and to basically plant the, the Russian flag into all of these Western democracies, sowing chaos, uh, blowing apart NATO, doing all of these things, and Donald Trump is helping them. Donald Trump is selling out the United States for for a few more tabloid headlines for Donald Trump. Yeah. That's basically Don't tell me you're the party of national security and law enforcement if you're going to forgive what he's doing with Putin and you're going to attack the DOJ and the FBI yeah. and the CIA. Just don't. Right. Don't you, tell me you're the party of law enforcement and national security. It's and, just not true. And on top of all of that, you cannot complain about Barack Obama apologizing for America, doing an apology tour all around the world, while Donald Trump has Vladimir Putin's balls in his mouth. <laughs> I mean, you cannot say these things, and and I, yeah. I swear to God, I keep going back to this today. But the gaslighting—I I haven't really talked about gaslighting on this show uh, since Trump was elected. But f- 
I'm really starting to feel the gaslighting right now as I observe and as I try to construct arguments that will do end arounds around Trumper bullshit and try to come up with things to say to prove that this guy is the most corrupt politician in the history of American politics. And for them to just go, well, why are you so opposed to peace on the Korean Peninsula? Why are you so opposed to making America great again? And I just go, I want to rip my hair out because it's impossible. You cannot get through to these people. There is no description of reality. There is no description of facts that will get it through their thick, poorly educated skulls. It will not happen. And it's driving me nuts because there is clearly, I mean, I was just looking at the, again, going back to the polls, just looking at the uh, real clear politics averages today of the various polls. Reuters has got uh, uh, Trump at 44% approval. Uh, Rasmussen, 47. NBC News, 43. Marist, 44. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, the spread right now, the RCP average spread is 11.6, minus 11.6. It's 41.9% approve, 53.5% disapprove. Why that isn't 83.5% disapprove is beyond fucking me. I don't understand what is going on. There is a sickness in America. There is a cultural rot that is taking place and it's being exacerbated by this goddamn clown supervillain in the White House. How many more millions of things have to happen every day to emphasize this basic fact okay it's exhausting all right well one last break and we'll come back and and wrap up the show i need to take a breather and where's (laughs) where's my whiskey i just need to find my whiskey over here ouch my ass hurts what i said my ass hurts huh oh geez someone thought i was a chocolate bunny and took a huge bite out of my ass and it hurts i i can barely hear you Someone took a bite out of my ears. Man, I know we look like chocolate, we smell like chocolate, but people can't eat us. We're soap. Want to fill your Easter basket with fabulous treats that aren't loaded with sugar? Check out all the Easter soap goodies from Bubble Genius, like our Here Comes Peter Chocolate Tail Soap, also available in pre-chumped My Ass Hurts gift baskets. What did she just say? Vegan and bunny-friendly bath and body from BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, welcome back to our Thursday show. Um... I don't even know where to, to dig in here. Yeah, so so as I was saying before, Trump is going to apply new trade sanctions to... China! Right? <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about... China. China is helping us with the Korean Peninsula, North Korea, apparently, but... They're, we're applying sanctions to them anyway. This is about intellectual property rights. That's what Donald Trump is applying trade sanctions, antagonizing the, one of the biggest superpowers in the world because of like software piracy. And yeah, I understand. It's a big you deal. You hear the banging in the background, by the way? Is there bang? Is Can that you it? you hear that? 
Yeah, there's a toddler upstairs. <laughs> oh, there's a, that's it coming from your place. Okay, because I thought it was. Place, yeah. Just in case people hear that, there's a toddler upstairs. There are sometimes <laughs> things I can't control. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a toddler upstairs. <laughs> I, I didn't hear it at all, and, and I thought it was me okay, because I yeah. have this. I have this terrible habit of pounding on my desk when I'm talking. I just do the. Oh this yeah, bit. I just I didn't want people to be like, "What is that weird banging noise?" Yeah, no, it's toddler upstairs yeah and before i got my retractable my new fancy uh, retractable mic stand it used to be much louder when i would bang on my desk so i thought that was kind of what you were talking about no uh, sorry i just I, I i wanted to warn people because i can't control the noises that come from the toddler upstairs well so so donald trump is applying trade sanctions to china okay china of all places over like software piracy and Russia fucking attacked us. Russia committed. Russia deployed chemical weapons on, on British soil mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to murder a guy and his daughter. Jesus Christ! And Trump can't even say a nasty word. Can't even say stop doing this, Vladimir. No. That's kind of extraordinary, right? Is it our close, our allegedly closest ally? Who used to be our closest ally. Yeah. They've got a former double agent and his daughter who were poisoned by a nerve agent on British soil in Britain, in yeah. Salisbury, England. There's no way that that could have been, according to somebody who worked on the chemical, like there's no way to weaponize that nerve agent without the facilities that a state actor would have. Like yeah. All the evidence points to two things. Either Russia did it or Russia somehow lost track of its stockpile. <laughs> and it's more likely the former than the latter. Right. Russia is denying it. Britain ejected 23 diplomats. Uh, the U.S. joined onto a joint statement. And Nikki Haley made some strong remarks in the U.N., President Trump personally has done nothing, nothing, nothing to stand up to Putin on this. Well, he did yell at uh, Emmanuel Macron yesterday. (laughs) He did scream at Macron about Russia. He said, I I totally stand with you. He did a call uh, with Macron yesterday and said uh, something to the effect of, I'm standing with you and England against Russia. But of course, the same day, he calls Vladimir Putin and just just like completely sucks his dick. It's just like, I don't I don't understand. Okay. Um, we have limited time we'll today. We'll find out. We'll find out by the end of the year, I think, if not sooner. We'll find out. If yeah. we elect enough Democrats, we'll find out right after the election. This is, uh, I mean, I cannot underscore enough. This is mandatory. There is nothing else on the Democrat, there should, there, at least there should be nothing else on the Democratic agenda right starting right now on through November other than electing Democrats, getting a majority in the House, possibly it's going to be tight on the Senate side, but possibly in the Senate, we only need two seats. Uh, this is the main priority. Robert Mueller is the other main priority. Everything else, as far as I'm concerned, and, and paraphrasing my friend Tom Nichols from Naval War College, everything else is just shouting. I mean, there is nothing else on the agenda right now. There should be none of this purity test bullshit. There should be none of this infighting going on over the uh, Democratic primaries. This has got to be all hands on deck, a unified voice saying enough is enough. We have to fix this before it turns into an utter and total disaster. And if the Democrats do not get at least a majority in one of the uh, congressional chambers in November, we are fucked. We are yeah. fucked nine different ways. Okay, so uh, the House Democrats are attempting to at least force a vote on a bill that would protect Robert Mueller in the event that Trump tries to have him fired. And you know what the Republicans are doing? Mitch McConnell and the rest of the Republicans are like, well, there's no threat. I mean, he's not going to do it. And you know what Trump is going to do? He's going to totally call their bluff. 
Why? Because Donald Trump is just that kind of a petty bitch. He is going to call the Republican. You say to Donald Trump that he's not going to do something. It's like saying, do not congratulate. Well, they're going, oh, well, you know, Mitch McConnell's saying, oh, well, uh, he's not going to do anything. And that's going to make Donald Trump do it. <laughs> that's going to make him want to do it. <sighs> you know, I wish someone had put in the margins of his uh, briefing papers. Do not blow yourself up like that guy in Austin. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, a little reverse psychology there. Actually, he doesn't yeah. read the briefing papers. No, I mean, that's doesn't. what came out of this, right? Is it? I mean, I, I thought about that. It was like, is it scarier that he went and did this, or is it scarier that we know he doesn't read any of the notes given to him? <laughs> right. Zero preparation for uh, phone calls with world leaders. He well, thinks he's bluffing his way through a reality show. He really does. Yeah, that's how he convinced himself to actually do the job. To, because he said, because someone must have said to him, you know what, you can do, you can just pretend like you're on a TV show. He's like, okay, I know how to do that. So that's, and that was his entryway into being president. Someone saying to him, you know, uh, Mr. Trump, you could just, this is, imagine you're on television, but it's 24 hours a day, and then you can, you, but you also, bonus, get to control the world. <laughs> There's yeah. that too. I mean, that's the scary part because he absolutely lives in this alternate reality where he thinks he's on a TV show yeah. and there's there's no consequences for his actions. Use he doesn't it. appreciate the gravity of this because he's a delusional fucktard. Right, Sorry. exactly. Use it <laughs> use it to enrich that. yourself. You that was <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that was the advice that he got. Use it to enrich yourself, use it to enrich your children, yeah. use it to enrich your fortune and just and then be done with it and then you'll be okay. But I don't know that he's even going to be done with it because it's so intoxicating that level of power. But nevertheless, a fascinating argument last night in the background. I, I don't know if it was Anna Navarro or somebody else. There there was a, a a criticism of Stormy Daniels for going on her stripping tour, whatever she's doing, and they were criticizing her for trying to make some money off of this. And they said, I'm sorry, but everybody affiliated with President Trump and his family has has attempted to make money off of the presidency, right? I mean, that just with all the Trump properties, with all the the, the Trump paraphernalia, like the, everybody affiliated has tried to, to make money off of this. And you're yeah. going to criticize her for going on a stripping tour? I mean, it was it, the hypocrisy is is extraordinary there, yeah. right? Just a bunch of grifters and liars, and they're they're fleecing the government. I mean, look at all of these administration officials who are bilking the government for furniture and flights. Yeah, I, yeah that's, that's how they're justifying it. This is the way Republicans govern. This is the way at least this group of corrupt Republicans governs. And, and it's a, you know what? It's not too vastly different than the last group of Republicans that ran the executive branch. I mean, I was, I was running through with Kimberly Johnson last night, the, the, the George W. Bush years, and comparing it to the, the Trump years. And yeah, George W. Bush was a phenomenal idiot. Let's not <laughs> let's not uh, 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 sugarcoat Watch over that. Yeah, yeah. Let's not sugarcoat the, the Bush years because Trump is much worse. George W. Bush was a colossal idiot, and you know what? For the second half of his presidency, at least he was also a petulant dick too, but not to the same degree as Donald Trump. I mean, you know, I, I used to I remember that George W. Bush for the at least his second term would always end his sentence as if he was saying like he was talking to the press doing a impromptu uh, a, a, a press conference or something like that and he would always end his sentence by basically saying to the press you big dummy <laughs> and he was just he would like had this tone of voice as if he was condescending to everyone else as if he's not the idiot in the room they're the idiot in the room so nevertheless uh oh also i wanted to mention before we wrap up the show Andrew McCabe was investigating Jeff Sessions before he was fired. And this is, I mean, if Robert Mueller isn't looking into obstruction of justice on behalf of Jeff Sessions for the firing of Andrew McCabe, 
I would be completely surprised by that. I think he absolutely has got to look into why McCabe was fired two days before his pension kicked in. That was all so politically vindictive. So, uh, well, it's crazy irony of saying that you fired McCabe for lacking candor. Yeah. When Sessions himself was under investigation for lying to Congress during his confirmation <sighs> hearing and in subsequent documentation. Right. I mean, we know we watched Sessions lie to Congress. We watched it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So many times, too. It wasn't just once. It was a few times. Uh, Meanwhile, a former director of the CIA, John Brennan, said that Russia may have compromising information on Trump. Well, that's no surprise, but it's always interesting to hear it confirmed by the, you know, former CIA director. Can I I push something real quick? Yes, please. We have a 20-minute video on the Committee to Investigate Russia on the website, which is John Brennan and James Clapper with Rob Reiner talking about why they've decided to speak up, why this is important. If you liked Brennan in his tweet, you're going to love him on video. <laughs> I swear to God, Jackie, you and Rob Reiner and uh, and Rachel Maddow over on her side of things, you guys are doing such an incredible public service. I just like to tell you, I know it's a, it's it's partly a job for you, but I know that you really believe in this. And I do, very and, much so. And, and, and the way that that you and InvestigateRussia.org, which is, is obviously... Uh, uh, founded by Rob Reiner and David Frum, and and you're working very hard on that, and the the assembly of all of this information into a cohesive narrative is so critical right now to the the public generally understanding what the hell is going on because there's so much, so many working parts that it's almost impossible to keep track of how all of this fits together. And we've been trying to do it here, but it really it's just I'm just feeding off of the information I'm getting from investigaterussia.org. I'm feeding off of what what happens on the Rachel Maddow show every night. And uh, and and it and and this is just this is such a I, I, I don't use this term willy-nilly, but this is this is so patriotic. It is extreme well, I, mean, I mean, You know what? I'm just I, I I want I want the truth to come out. Yeah. I really do. I want us to know what happened, and I want to make sure it never happens again, and I want to protect this nation. And what little I can do from my perch in, in California <laughs> is to help aggregate the news that's out there so that people understand. And I would encourage you to not only sign up for our daily briefing, which I promise you we don't we don't spam, we don't sell your email, we don't do anything wonky with it. I just, at the end of the day, send you a roundup of all the important stories. Yep. I keep track of the crazy so you don't have to. Um, share it with a friend. Follow us on social media. Like, we just want to help you understand what's going on because it's, it's important. And I don't want people to get tired and forget about it. All right. Well, continue your all of your hard work. I assure you, it's not in vain. It's it's so appreciated by by me and and millions of other people. So keep keep going. Postmortem show coming up next. It's abbreviated. CEO on Patreon. Bye bye. <laughs>